Welcome to the Model Student Podcast. This is Taylor, and I am your host. And you guys, I am so pumped about this episode, or let's be real, it's probably going to be a series of episodes because I don't think I've ever talked to this person for less than 20 minutes about anything. And this episode will be no less. So we're definitely going to be here for a while and I'll make sure I splice it up so that you guys can chew it in bite-sized pieces. But to be clear, don't miss an episode, probably like for the next three, because we're we're going to talk about everything. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. Okay. So if you can't hear already, this is my friend and his name is Cody and we have a long sordid history. Okay. I don't even really technically know what sordid means, but I do know that it happened about seven years ago or so. We met at Delta training because we both had this bright idea that we were going to fly the friendly skies. Mm-hmm based on Delta's values. And I think all of that is kind of coming full circle because now we are showing up for each other in profound and life-altering ways. And mainly that has to do with our businesses. So we'll talk more about that later, but I want to have him first on the podcast. There's no one else. He was my first client. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, back before you were even certified back before I knew I was a coach (laughs) let's be clear um I didn't even have a clue so I'm excited about this episode she did don't let her lie to you she knew she had a clue because she told me she wanted to go into life coaching yeah wanting to go into life coaching and showing up as a coach are two very different things and I think that that honestly is why I've created my program which we'll obviously end up touching on later but That's so important that you can separate out a desire to do something from an identity that you're embracing. And I'll say that I knew I had a desire to have a coaching practice, but I hadn't fully stepped into the identity of it completely. And I think that's where Cody and I kind of our paths reconnected. And here we are. Mm -hmm. And I think it's worth noting, too, that you might not have identified with it, but in that conversation where... I asked to be your very first student. You were already coaching me in that conversation, which is why I was like, I'd like to sign up today, please. Actually, you were already doing it is the point. That is definitely your personality, though. You were kind of like, so I'm going to sign up now. Today. Right now. And I'm going to pay you. And I think I was like, I don't exactly have prices yet. And you were like, that's fine. We can do math. We can together. Together. We've counted before. I was in training with you. (laughs) (laughs) And that is so indicative of our dynamic. So um, I'm actually going to structure this episode where I'm going to let him interview me a little bit because I think that part of being transparent on this part podcast and part of my heart behind this podcast is to be an example to others of what it looks like and the process that you go through. And um, I think that part of that is being asked the questions from the people that you respect and being transparent. And so that's going to be how we're going to start. And then at some point we'll transition and we'll make it easy for you to follow later. So stick around. Take it away, Cody. What do you want to tell the people or force me to tell the people. I actually want to start by asking you, like, why am I here? Like, what made you get to the point where you decided that you wanted to have a guest, number one? Mm -hmm. And why me? Because I know, I mean, I'm 
I follow your podcast. I follow everything you do. Mm -hmm. And I know that in your podcast, you referenced possibly having your father on here because he's also kind of in a coaching mentality in or role in your life. Mm-hmm. But he's not here. I am. So what was your rationale behind this moment? I don't think I ever thought about it. Like looking back over the last few weeks, we I think we were talking on the phone and we were talking about speaking at a, an event that you're having and just kind of our vision for it. And, and it kind of morphed into, well, you should come visit and we should make that weekend of it. And naturally, my mind was like, well, of course, you should be on the podcast, too. And I don't even know if I said it to you at the time, but as I thought about the weekend, it just made sense. So I don't when I when I think about the podcast, it's not like my first guest should be Cody. It's like I have a podcast and I want Cody on the podcast. It was never about who's going to be my next guest. It was always about this is what's authentic. These are the conversations that I'm having and these are the people that matter. And of course, my team's going to show up on the stuff that I do. You've been on my team. You're here. You're on the podcast. Mm -hmm. So what did we do this weekend? What was nothing that we planned, (laughs) nothing that we actually planned. I think I prefer the story where we say we didn't plan it and everything happened exactly as it should rather than saying we planned something and it didn't. Um, So this weekend, really what I, I am learning the power of staying and the importance even of staying sensitive to what is happening right now. And right now in my business, I am kind of at a crossroads where for the last year, I have been spearheading this and really carrying the heart of this business. And I think that that makes perfect sense for the season that I had. But it's time for me to engage the next level of what's authentic. And for me, that's a team. And I can see it in everything that I'm doing where I've proven some of my skills and it's become insanely and and sometimes honestly painfully apparent about things that skills I don't have. Mm -hmm. And one of those is in managing all the little details. I can dream it up. I can even get super granular about the vision, but I am not the one to maintain it. My mind just creates at a rate that I ain't got time. Like once once we all understand what's supposed to happen, like I'm on to the next iteration of this thing. And I needed somebody who could who could stay with the vision and make sure that the vision gets implemented over a period of time. And for ironically or right on time, you're arriving and I'm having this epiphany of I need a manager. Like my mind is a visionary, but I need an implementer, somebody who can really make sure that what I'm saying is translated in such a way that the people who want to help me are empowered to do so. Mm-hmm. And that was everything from workflows and systems to standard operating procedures. Like it, it's the super tangible stuff, but it, it has to come from a larger vision and, and I can envision, but I can't implement. Mm-hmm. It required structure. It required a ton of structure. And what's funny is like other people who interact with me would say, oh, you have a ton of systems. Oh, you have a ton of, you have to have that to get as much done as you don't. And you really don't have to have a lot of systems and workflows to get things done. You have to show up. Mm -hmm. And I'm real good at showing up. Mm -hmm. And you're really good at creating and being in a space of creation oftentimes doesn't require structure and actually structure can 
inhibit your ability to for create. Sure. For sure. But you can't scale mm-hmm. without systems. You can't scale without structure. And now all of my showing up has created such a, a resource in people that they want to help, that people want to participate. They want to take my program. They want to participate in my course. And it's becoming insanely apparent that I didn't need structure before, but now is the right time for it. And uh, you love quoting Oprah's, the universe will rise to meet you. <laughs> and I would just say, like, your needs will get met, but, you know, you're super deep. But I think it's also a reflection of the fact that you are you value community so much. And you have always told me, like, you can't get to where you're going by yourself. Like, you need team and you need support. You need that community. And it's kind of awesome that you're in a space in your professional development and creating what you are creating that you are reaching out for community so what are you creating do they do the people know what you're creating well i've kind of told them that i was creating some sort of a a program that helps um, new entrepreneurs get their kind of strategy together so that they can grow a business that they're proud of and that feels connected to who they are Um, But honestly, I hadn't talked about it in a lot of detail because I kept saying, well, I'm beta testing it. I'm beta testing it. And so I... Excuse. Whatever. (laughs) Cody Moonlights is a almost coach. And so he loves to like... She's coached me really well, people. (laughs) Really well. I just dish it right back to her. Okay. It's painful. Uh, Don't teach them that well. Or is that what you tell yourself? That's exactly what I tell myself. And I do models on it and everything about why you do this to me. Um, So... Yeah, so I told them, I've told the audience that I've, I'm beta testing it, but the course goes live in January. And really, that's kind of what we've spent the weekend doing is getting this vision that I can almost like feel in my body out into something that others can team up with and help with. And it's, and what's come out of it is this 12 month program that really gives you everything that you need to get your business off the ground from what's inside of you to something that's outside of you that you can engage, that you can go to work at and produce results in. So, And why did you create this program? What was the rationale behind it? I needed it. Why? I needed it because I was the new coach. I remember like telling you my story about how my life had changed and how great things were and how – how I it was so much more profound than happy. It was, I'm changed. I will never be able to undo the level of awareness I have right now. That is something that I plan to make sure others have access to is that level of awareness. But that level of awareness doesn't come from somebody teaching you. It doesn't come from somebody writing a protocol for you or even coaching you. It comes from you showing up. Mm -hmm. And when I showed up with my story with you, we made a connection and then both of our lives were changed through a new level of awareness. You got to know me in a new way. I've gotten to know you in a new way. Our lives are never the same. And the more that I've done that in the business, I've realized, oh my gosh, there's no, there's no one else out there creating structure for people to show up, Mm -hmm. but they can't get what they need. They can't transform until they're present. And so how do we take what's inside of them, what they're passionate about, their desire to have a business and put it in a format where they can actually show up? And how does your format provide that opportunity? So my program provides the structure for you as a a member to show up in a couple of different ways. Number one, 
we've got to figure out what's driving you. And so I've created a system and a framework for developing um, and pulling out of you what is compelling you to even do this in the first place. You need a reason beyond it would be nice to help people or it would be nice to make a lot of money. That is not a good enough reason to be vulnerable repeatedly in such a way that you create momentum and ultimately sell coaching at a, at a level that most of us want to. So I've created a system at the beginning of the program that pulls all of that goodness out of you so that you can use it as fuel over the next year together. And then you kind of, you're a part of a cohort and you're working with a team of people to not just establish your business, but also grow your audience and grow what we call in, in, in our space, grow your brand. Your brand is just the feeling that your audience or the clientele that you're growing have about their encounter with you. And we have to build that. That doesn't happen through one conversation. That happens through a relationship with the people who believe in you. We got to build that relationship and then we have to nurture it. And that just takes time. So the program is a year long of building a brand, building an audience and getting you sold out. And building it as a community also, because as you, as this moment today shows, you can't do it necessarily by yourself. Or do you even want to do it by yourself? Well, let's be real. You don't want to do it by yourself. You can't do it by yourself. But you also, the people who are ideal for this want to be a force. They want to be a movement. They feel compelled to help people, not in subtle ways, but in significant and impactful ways. They ultimately, they may not realize it, but they're saying, I want to lead a community. And you can't lead something that you've never been a part of. Mm -hmm. So this program is almost... Not almost. In, in, in a way, it's giving you an opportunity to practice what you preach. It's giving you an opportunity to say, no, no, no. Not only should you follow me and here's what it's like to engage with me and here's what it's like to be a part of my community, but I'm a part of a community. I also subscribe to mentality that there are voices that I support, that there are people that I go to bat for, that there are people that I rally behind. And that's why you can trust rallying behind me. That that full circle integrity and, and authenticity is what's missing. There's a bunch of people who have very loud voices that are heavily funded, but whose team are they on? Mm-hmm. Whose tribe are they a part of? Who did they go to bat for? And oftentimes we find out later they're, they're subscribed to communities or ideologies that we don't actually support. So it's important that there that there is a, um, a f- just an integrity in your work. And, and my program gives you an opportunity to be a part of something so that you are then empowered to go lead something. Mm-hmm. And how does your program differ from others out there? I think one of the, the main ways is that it's not a group program or a one-on-one program. It's both and. All the things. All the things. That's an insider for you listeners. When we first started coaching, I one of the things that I, we kind of created a lot of awareness about or discussed a lot was this idea that all of it's available to you. You get to choose and you have the power to choose and that when you embrace freedom, it just opens up a plethora of options. And so we would jokingly say, would you like this or would you like that? And we'd answer, we'll have both. Thank and you. Thank you. Please tell them I'll have all of it. Sent to everywhere that I am. And and we would just practice, honestly, practice abundance, Mm -hmm. practice the authority to exercise the abundance that we have access to. And so uh, 
I guess it's not ironic anymore, but my program is a both and. It's both one-on-one sessions and you're a part of a group. Um, and I'm calling this, there's a movement in, in online education, but it's cohort-based courses. And so you are a part of a cohort inside of a larger community. And I'm just teaching you how to be a part of a team. I'm showing you what it, the power of a team, but also how to lead a team. Mm-hmm. And what is your role in the program? I have several roles. So in the one-on-one part, I show up as your coach. My goal is to pull out of you what you can't see in yourself and to repeat it back to you in a way that you can actually go out there and use it. Um, But then also I'm a facilitator or a coordinator of sorts. So I am facilitating the conversations that your team will be having. I'm making sure that people are able to show up for you. I'm on your team. And what do you hope to accomplish through this program that you've created? Well, my goal is to uh, be responsible for eight seven-figure brands, which is essentially saying I want to help build eight brands or companies that have seven figures in revenue. So I'm taking all the people until I get eight seven-figure companies that have been birthed from this model of community and cohorts and teams. And why have you chosen to define success in that way? Because that's what success would look like for you. Yeah. So I'm defining it that way because I think oftentimes in business, we think of success as solely related to money. And I think success needs to be put in its proper place. I'm sorry. I think money needs to be put in its proper place. Money just existing is is not special. But Figuring out how to get seven figures in the hands of someone who started with far less, that process, being able to repeat that process is powerful. Mm -hmm. That's what I want to be really good at is being able to say, okay, you've got a vision, you've got a mission, you've got a purpose and you've got goals. I can help. I've figured out the system for, for funding your dream, for funding your calling, for funding your purpose. And if you're willing to walk with me long enough, if you'll let me on your team, the money won't be a problem. Mm-hmm. The people won't be a problem. You'll have a platform. The question is, will you execute your purpose? That's my question. What is the problem? Because it's never the money. It's never, it's never the, money. the It's never the people. What is always the problem? I mean, the problem is always your thoughts. It's always back to your belief system. It's always back to what you think about yourself or what you think about other people or what you think about the tools and team that you have. I mean, it, it's always that. Mm-hmm. But we don't we don't often get a chance, or I should say, oftentimes in coaching programs, there isn't a chance for your beliefs to start showing up early in the process. Mm-hmm. So you're going to, in my program, you're going to have to come face to face with what you think about having a team. Because mm-hmm. if you want to be a force, you will have a team. And we don't need to wait until you're a six-figure earner to see that you actually don't play nice in the sandbox. (laughs) You need to know that now, baby. (laughs) And you need to know it while the stakes are super low because it may be a deal breaker for you. You may need to know really early on that you thought you wanted to be a thought leader, but what you really wanted to be was just a seven-figure coach. And you can do that without being a thought leader. You can do that. In other avenues, you could be a, you could have seven figures of revenue in your business and never coach another soul. Mm-hmm. So we need to really have an opportunity to tease that out in a space that's safe, in a space that's supportive, in a space where the stakes aren't that high yet, mm-hmm. where it's not asking you to stop feeding your family to pivot and honor your purpose. Mm-hmm. So we just start with your purpose and we just start with the team. 
you start there. You start with it's all of it. Yep, you got all of that. Mm-hmm. And then we can see where the resistance comes up. And you, more importantly, it's not even for us to see. It's for you to see. It's for you to see that for you to go to the next level, you're going to have to allow people to help you. You're going to have to allow people to to speak to you about some of your ideas in ways that you'd prefer they didn't. And also, you're going to have to show up for other people in ways that you hadn't originally planned to. You need to see what that's like. Sounds uncomfortable. I mean, it is. <laughs> but it's only on the way to your dream. And is required of. I mean, it's discomfort's required of everything, whether you're going after your dream or not. I mean, you could have discomfort on your way to your job mm-hmm. that you hate. Or you could have discomfort on on the way to your dream. I mean, I can't. Yeah, I'm I'm not going to try to like package that out of the program. Mm -hmm. Like, if I didn't include discomfort, you'd bring it. Like, (laughs) (laughs) and how do you grow? How do you grow? How do you grow if you're not uncomfortable? Exactly. Well, you actually just—I don't know if the audience picked up on it, but you used a key term just a second ago to one of my previous questions, where you said you needed to be in a space where the stakes were still low where it wasn't such that you would stop feeding your family in order to pivot and honor your purpose. And that word pivot is something that I want to talk about next because it's it's an acronym that you use in your in your program that you actually created when back in the day when you and I first started and it's a it's still a model that I use to this day in my life which is why I'm here in support because I know this model works um, because it has forever changed the way I experience this world and this life. Um, can you talk us, to us a little bit about pivoting? What is pivoting? everyone. So that was the first part of a two-part interview. I was hoping it would be three, but it just makes more sense to keep it at two. So first part was today. He interviewed me. We talked about all the good stuff. Next week, we're going to talk about the history behind the Pivot Framework that um, has been transforming the lives of my clients. We're going to talk about the program that I'm creating and what to do if you're interested. Rate and review this episode Let's just go ahead and give it all five stars. I mean, let's think about that. And then leave some juicy comments in the in below. And um, I'll see you all next week. Bye.